Hi, I'm Robin Birkin. Welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice, and real talk. To me, being a warrior means knowing that true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to feel afraid, and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. And I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, warriors. Today on the podcast, I wanted to share with you one really big piece of advice that I have and also one action that you can take today to improve your fertility. And it's something that I see all the time and it kind of comes from a lot of different areas but what I see is a lot of women type a women kind of like me we've got these stressful jobs um, we are trying to do all the things we are constantly obsessing wondering about what might be affecting our fertility is it something I ate is it um, this drink that I had the other day is it the toxins in the house is there something that my doctor is missing we are constantly on this pursuit and trying to really analyze the physical symptoms that we have we are thinking about fertility 24 7 and our husbands possibly think that we are a crazy woman it's a real place of desperation and we're probably also trawling the internet for ovulation predictor kits, herbs, supplements, and all of these kind of things because we are trying to fix what is physically wrong. But we're almost kind of missing the point a little bit or not so much missing the point, but potentially missing the mark. And it's been quite some time since my fertility journey began my fertility journey began back in 2012 and it's been a real journey for me and I've now spent the last two to two and a half years almost solely helping other people with their fertility rather than dealing with my own fertility challenges and it's kind of become really clear to me in this time and I just want to stop here and say I do this too like I'm exactly the same as you guys and particularly bad at times of doing this but always sort of putting my mental well-being last it's crazy i'm you know we're so fixated on fixing physical aspects with things like supplements and things like that that we st- we fail to acknowledge the impact that the desperation the obsession is having on our stress levels and then hence our fertility and you know we always say and I I do I hate people who say just relax or stop trying or just start living your life again because that's a really simplistic way of looking at things and a really wrong way I think of looking at things people aren't explaining the why particularly the how of how on earth you would even think about you know going about reducing your stress levels with this we all know that people who have infertility are completely stressed to the max that's a given and it's completely natural and it's completely valid so do never don't ever punish yourself for feeling that way but it is a really significant 
part of your journey and it can really throw your hormones off. And to give you an example, like when we're in this fight or flight mode and particularly when we're in this mode all the time, our digestion, our hormones, our reproductive system starts to really not work very effectively at all. And so I guess down the line somewhere, that's potentially where things like Just Relax have come from, whether or not people knew about it. And potentially that's where all of these old wives' tales about this person just adopted and then fell pregnant and this person just took a holiday and then they fell pregnant. And potentially that's kind of where it comes from. But our stress levels, what I wanted to tell you is that our stress levels really do have an impact on our fertility levels. So when we're looking at things, I know that sometimes we're trying to do all the things, but all the things for a lot of us doesn't include managing our stress levels or doing things that we might in some way, shape or form perceive as a little bit selfish. This whole concept of self-care This whole concept of just spending a little bit of time doing something for ourselves, doing something for our mental well-being, doing something to make ourselves feel good, it feels really uncomfortable and it feels like we wouldn't ever want to spend money on that because that's not, you know, like a physical thing that I can fix with my fertility. That's not a thing. But in actual fact, it can have a big impact on your fertility and not just your fertility, but your mental well-being on this journey, your coping skills on this journey, the way that you react to everything on this journey, the clear-headedness that you have on this journey. And not just this journey, but in life going forward, the way that you will deal with your pregnancy, the way that you will deal with your birth if it doesn't go to plan, the way that you will deal with children, other challenges. We all have mess in our lives and studies have shown that some of the most successful people in the world, uh, what sets them apart from other people is some of that ability to accept failure and challenges as part of their lives. Resilience and grit has been shown to be a really strong success factor in people. So here we are, where these type A women, we're used to being really driven, really uh, controlling, we're in this situation that we don't have control over. And so my biggest piece of advice that I wanted to give you is to not neglect the importance of looking after yourself and managing your stress levels. So I want you to sit and have a think about, you know, well, what am I doing on a day-to-day basis? What am I investing? Whether it be your time, your energy, your finances, what portion of that am I investing in? in my emotional health in whatever form that might be for some of you that might be seeing a therapist Uh, for some of that for some of you that might be investing in a meditation course whatever that looks like for you however that looks like for you if you are not on a day-to-day basis doing things to support your mental health then that is where your mental health may really suffer on this journey and then that is where also your you know hormones and things like that can start to be affected it drags out this whole fertility journey and causes everything to take longer it you know every 
low that we have on this fertility journey becomes a crushing low. And I talk about stuff like this all the time because these are the kind of things that have had the big impact on my life. You know, really prioritizing my mental health has been what has made the big profound difference in my life. And the ripple effect of how I have then dealt with other people, the ripple effect of how that has affected the people around me, and I guess also the ripple effect of how that has affected how I cope with other situations in my life too. So a simple exercise that you could do is to have a look at all of the different areas of your life. So one of that might be you know, your relationship with your partner. If you have a partner, it could be your relationship with your family. It could be friends, finances, your job, um, all those kind of things. Your, Your emotional health, your physical health. Have a look at all of those kind of things. And then I'd love you to sit down and think about, okay, well, how much of my physical and emotional energy am I devoting me to these things? Maybe it's your time. How much do I give to this area of my life? And then I want you to have a look and say, okay, well, what are my priorities in life? What is the most important to me? I'm giving, you know, maybe 70% of my energy to my job and my relationship is not really working, but that's because I'm actually not giving much time at all to my relationship. So it can give you a little bit of clarity. And when we look at emotional health, we'd be like, well, what even is emotional health? So if I broke it down to the most simplistic concept ever, happiness. How important to you is your happiness? And so many of you would say that, well, happiness is you know, the most important thing. It is the most important thing. All of the other things are kind of affected by your happiness. And I would, you know, put out there that potentially one of our biggest goals in life, everything boils down to happiness. You know, when we're looking at our journey to have a child, what is that that we really want in our life? We want to be fulfilled and happy in our lives. And the, you know, I'm exactly the same, like, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I wanted to have children because I always felt that that would help me feel complete in my life. That would help my family feel complete. That was what I felt like I had always wanted to do. And that's what I felt would make me happy in my life. So write down, you know, the different areas of your life, your physical well-being, your job, and things like that and then start writing down okay well how much of my emotional physical financial whatever it is energy am i devoting to these things what are my priorities and sometimes you might have a bit of an aha moment with that to discover that actually you know what's ranking really low on your priority list may actually be something that you are devoting lots and lots of time and energy to possibly too much who knows so I'd really love you to when I'm talking about one action that you can take today write down these areas of your life and prioritize them and when you come to the conclusion that 
potentially you are not prioritizing your emotional health slash happiness or whatever as much as you should, do something about it. It's as easy as that. Do something about it. Devote, even if you just devote 15 minutes a day to improving your emotional health in the same way that you prioritize certain elements of your physical health, such as brushing your teeth, having a drink of water, having dinner every night, devote a little bit of time to your emotional health and your life will improve dramatically. Some people say to me, I don't have time. And I always think when people say that to me, you have time for what you make time for. If you are going to start one thing, I would absolutely recommend starting a gratitude journal. Someone in our uh, Fertility Warriors Facebook group said the other day, you're right, Robin. All of these times you mentioned starting a gratitude journal in your podcast and I started one and it really has changed my outlook. So if you are going to, you know, physically do one thing as a result um, of changing your current status quo, if you are struggling to cope with infertility, if you are in that space of feeling really stressed about fertility, uh, feeling like you are constantly trying to be a detective and find out what's wrong, obsessing over fertility 24-7, feeling really alone and like no one understands, it's time to, you know, really get your priorities in check, you know, rearrange your the amount of energy that you are devoting to things because you only have a, a limited amount of physical and emotional and financial energy and then see how you can start making changes. And one of the reasons, you know, why all of this is sort of on my mind is because we are launching the next round of the Fertility Warrior Intensive. Guys, if you want to be in the loop with everything that is happening, I do urge you to get on my email list. You can head to robinberkin.com and down the bottom, you'll see where you can subscribe. We're in the middle of a 28-day diet challenge at the moment, which is amazing. This is probably going to be the last time that uh, we offer it for free, although we will be doing a similar challenge every quarter uh, or three times a year. Um, but we're in the middle of launching the Fertility Warrior Intensive, and that is my signature program. So basically in the Fertility Warrior Intensive, it's kind of a holistic program, and I really want you to feel not only emotionally, like you don't need to keep obsessing over your fertility but also that you don't need to keep investing in things that you feel might be magic bullets for your fertility. Uh, but it's a holistic program. It's a mind-body program. We have some really awesome things included in there, including a four-part yoga series by Darian Minnie, who is a yoga teacher and fertility warrior herself. We also have a number of guest interviews and these are by some really incredible people such as Monique Phipps who is a clinical psychologist, Alison Davies who is a brain care specialist, we have a sexual empowerment coach, a boudoir photographer, we have a mind detox therapist, all sorts of really incredible people. We also have uh, Simi Reitberger who is an aromatherapist and so I've really looked at getting some of the best people 
around to support us on our journey. We have meditations, um, affirmation, digital affirmation cards in there as well. But mostly there are six coaching sessions with me. They're group coaching sessions. And we walk through some of the things that I think are absolutely essential for both your fertility and your emotional well-being to try and give you the skills to wake up in the morning and not dread the day ahead to come out of your appointments with a fertility clinic or whoever you might see you may see no one but just feel really calm and confident that this is in the bag and that this is going to happen Uh, to just feel like finally you can reconnect with your partner despite this challenge all of those kind of things so I'd really urge you to hop onto the website and take a look at the page. We're only going to have the doors open uh, for just over a week. So you can find the page at robinburkin.com slash warrior, as in like fertility warriors, warrior. Um, But also I just wanted to talk to you about some of the positive research that has been out there that has shown the correlation in fertility with mind-body programs. Um, One study was done by Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, and it found that cognitive behavioral therapy can aid fertility by reducing anxiety, which often inhibits ovulation. Um, They took 16 women who hadn't had a period in six months. Half of them were introduced to this therapy, and cognitive behavioral therapy is exactly what it sounds like. Cognition is your mind, behavior is the way that you act Um, you know so this whole way of thinking which then fosters action um, they half of them were introduced to this therapy for 20 weeks and half were just observed and by the end of this six out of the eight women had regained full fertility two of them became pregnant within two months and eight of the women who didn't only one recovered their fertility So this is what I'm talking about. We're on this constant train of supplements and things like that. But it can be, I guess, as easy. You know, something that we should not overlook is how big a part our anxiety is playing in this whole journey as well. Uh, Another study showed that women who are undergoing IVF had a success rate of 52% when undergoing mind-body interventions compared to only 20% in the control group. So think about the cost of an IVF cycle. 50% odds is actually better than like double the odds of a natural pregnancy. But think of the financial impact as well uh, on that of if you only had to do two IVF cycles as opposed to four IVF cycles, Uh, not to mention the time. A 2000 study showed that procedural stress, the stress that is that's experienced during these treatment procedures, was found to negatively impact things like the number of eggs retrieved and fertilized on a cycle. Women who are un- who are worried about the medical aspects of their treatments in another study retrieved 20% less eggs. Another study showed that women with higher levels of anxiety took much longer to conceive and had higher miscarriage rates. 
And another 1990 study compared 63 women about to undergo an IVF cycle and those who attended just a two-week relaxation course showed significantly improved success rates on their first cycle. So I know that sometimes, you know, it can feel like this stuff is airy-fairy and it can feel like we don't want to prioritize ourselves or it can feel a little bit selfish to invest in ourselves. But at the same time, we're actually also investing in our future, not only our future, you know, emotional health, but also our fertility. And it can also, you know, dramatic. I've seen it before with my clients and the results from the first round of the Fertility Warrior Intensive were pretty darn incredible that it can really drastically, you know, positively improve your fertility as well. We're launching the Fertility Warrior Intensive. It's a six-week group coaching program and it also includes one personal call with me. But I really urge you to take a look at the page, robinbirkin.com slash warrior and see what you think um, because I really am proud of this program and I really do believe that you know anyone who takes this chance to invest in themselves and invest in their well-being will experience a drastically different fertility journey to those who don't. Something to consider. But just to recap today's episode, if I could give you one piece of advice, it's to really look at your priorities, really sit down, write them down and see where you might be misallocating some of your physical and emotional energy and see where you can devote a little bit more energy to the things that might be lacking in your life. If you wanted to start one action today, it would be to start a gratitude journal. Um, and, you know, if you feel like you are not coping on this journey, it's time to do something about it. Take a look at the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program and I hope to see you on the other side. Thanks, folks, and I will speak to you next time.